Hey yo, we are diving into some deep family drama you would never believe. Um, <laughs> and kind of talking through, you know, finding a way or a reason to create an outlet for yourself because that pent up mm, and it's positive energy, but it converts to negative energy when it's pent up for so long. Because anytime that we have something that's pent up, right, that means that there's a buildup of energy and eventually it's going to have to blow. And so today we're talking about finding a reason for release so that, you know, if you are like me and you have a flair for the dramatic and when we pent that up, we know that that just like comes out with overwhelming amount and abundance of emotions and trauma and anger. And guess what happens when dramatic people get angry? They do dramatic things. And so I actually have a little bit of insight into my <laughs> deep, 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 deep family background and reason why I may have a flair for the dramatic. So let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Uh, the Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place and alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, how you doing, Dreamer? Great to see you. I'm just saying, you look amazing. Per usual. Gosh, you know, it's hard to believe that you would ever think that you didn't. And here we are. Uh, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. My great thing from over the weekend, I've been working to figure out the self-publishing process on Amazon. Listen, that process is... Hmm. It's it's people are like, Oh my gosh, it's so easy. It's so silly that people aren't doing this more that people don't produce more on Amazon because they will print for you at a very low cost. And so it's, it's silly that people don't do this. And I will just tell you the print specifications that have to happen. Um, really kind of overcomplicate. It's, it, I don't know. 
I tried self-publishing journals and things like that for a while. And maybe it's easier when you just have text. Maybe that's where I missed the boat. I don't know, but it, it wasn't easy. It, I, my books and journals probably got denied, I would say for about a month and a half before I finally, finally figured it out. Yay. Uh, so those, that's, that's really my great thing is finally putting something out there um, that's purchasable that I feel excited about. I am going to do a training on how to utilize a daily task planner uh, because there is a specific way that I set the planner up, but really it's just this thought and idea that when you don't have someone giving you what to do, And for a lot of us, a lot of us, I think the stat was something like 70 plus percent of people who decide that they want to go into entrepreneurship, decide that because they want to be their own boss. This is what I'll tell you. There is a reason that bosses exist, right? They're really good at making sure that people get stuff done. They're really good at telling people what they're supposed to do. And so when you venture off into entrepreneurship, it's not just passion, right? Like, oh, I want to start this thing and I'm really inspired and I have all these ideas. It's like, okay, sis, now you're going to be your own boss. (laughs) So do you know how to do that? You're like, well, no, never been my own boss before. Oh, okay. And you're going to be your own HR and you're going to be your own all these things. And so you have to figure out how you balance all of that. And that's hard right? How do you hold yourself accountable? How do you coach yourself to grow? How do you keep growing? How do you keep pushing? How do you keep coming up with new ideas when we're worked into these systems and so much of our lives are spent within these systems where we become reliant and dependent on someone being above us and telling us how it needs to work. And we're not really great at because our school system isn't really structured for this type of thinking because we aren't really pushed to do this. We aren't really good at figuring out what works for us and then finding a way to apply it. And so I had to come up with my own structure because my brain let me just tell you, it runs about 1 million and 1 miles per minute. And it's really hard to like not derail completely. It's really hard to not run off with like one idea and then create. And now that I'm in this like creation cycle, it's really hard, right? I'll sit down, I'll see something. I'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. Yeah. Clothing line. Let's go. Oh my gosh. And it's got to be a minimalist clothing line. Like, how do we do that? How do we make an adventure? clothing line that's minimalist. So everything's reversible and reusable. And uh, we aren't just stuck to one, but like, it's also got to be light, breathable and livable. Like, how do we make something like that? Right. And then I'm just like, no, stop. That's not a today thing. How do we table that? And how do we still accomplish the things that are right in front of us that like we can eat today and start winning? And how do we keep that? in our headspace, but it's like a tomorrow slash next year slash let's just build what there is to build right now. And so since my mind works like that, that's probably the hardest thing is like stay on task, win the day, right? Because I just, I'm a wait and see type of person. Like, oh, we really can't 
Oh, we, you know what? Over time. Let's see how it goes. If I'm like, let's win what we can, but I will forever put off a to-do list. But that's pretty much what I was doing, was making these big, long, impossible, never accomplishable task to-do lists. And there would be things that might take three weeks, right? And so that's what I would always, oh yeah, I kind of worked on that today. So we're good. Like we check, partially check something, but you can't check that all the way off. So <laughs> we're good. And so many of my projects as an entrepreneur are just like, big and out there and will develop over time. But like, how do I win every day? How do I know how many meetings to schedule in a day? Because honestly, like I could do podcast recordings all day. I could fill my entire day with them. They probably would take about an hour each. So I could probably, if I'm structuring in time to eat, I could probably knock out about eight to nine podcast interview recordings a day. And, right, like, I probably shouldn't spend all my time doing that. I don't know. No one's here to tell me that. So is that the right thing? Could be. But, like, eight seems like a lot. And then we're not accomplishing anything else. And I run four different brands at this point. So what is it that needs to get done? Well, whatever that is, right, we need to show ourselves that we're winning every day to get in that habit, similar to the greatness grounding. Like, let's start establishing that greatness is something that we do. Let's start accomplishing something every day. And, you know, this isn't just applicable to if you're a entrepreneur. So um, I had someone that I was talking to about the planner and they actually went on Amazon and bought it right away because they're like, you know, I wouldn't even use this for work because I get how to work there. But like, I got to manage myself when I get home. And this sounds like a really great win to lay down at night and feel like I've accomplished something. So the structure kind of goes like this. It's just called five and five daily task planning. And basically you're going to give yourself five tasks that would take a half hour or more, right? So might be laundry. You're going to do that over time, but like overnight it would take you an hour. Okay. That's going to go at the top of the list. And then five things that take under a half hour whether that's just sending an email, whether that's just sending a text to someone, like list those five things and you're going to accomplish all 10 things in one day and go to bed and go, oh my gosh, feel like I did something, right? And what I like about the structure, because I actually learned just doing five things a day from a TikTok. I know, right? And then I was like, this doesn't work for me. Why not? What do I need to add? So I added in the half hour or less things, uh, because some of the things at the top of the list for me are like two, three hour things. And I would get lost real quick. And if I wasn't winning right away, I knew that I could bounce down to this list, quickly check something off, release some endorphins, right? In the checkoff process and feel like I won something. And so that was actually really great for me when I when my mind starts to run, I can come back to this list. I can ground myself in this list and go, nope, that's not today. That's not on today's list. I could maybe add it to tomorrow's or I could add it to somewhere down the week, right? But like that can't be accomplished today. And this finally had me not only accomplishing things, 
which I could go forever not accomplishing things because my tasks are so big. Um, not only accomplishing things, but finally like going to bed as an entrepreneur, feeling like I'd won the day. And that was so big for me. And I think this planner could potentially be really big for people who struggle at home, managing their home after they get off of work, right? Like, let's just grab two or three things and maybe you can't do five, right? Maybe five is bananas and pajamas, or maybe it's not because you go to bed the night before you lay out what those things are. Maybe you knock a couple of them off in the morning before you go to work and you knock a couple off in, at night, you know, cause it could be something like making dinner. I'm going to make dinner. Cool. And let's go ahead and win there. Let's check a box. Let's make sure that we're patting ourselves on the back and setting ourselves up to win again. So anyways, all of that, all of that being said, um, the five, five and five daily task planners are officially on Amazon. If you want to find them or just check to see if I'm uh, telling the truth, <laughs> I believe that you can search on Amazon. If you just type in Hannah Ness, you should come up with the podcast and you should be able to come up with two five and five planners. One of them is like a mm, avocado green is maybe what it would call it. And the other one is brand color yellow. And you can pick up either of those two planners in those two colors um, on Amazon. It should be two within a week. I would love to know what you think of them. Um, and I'm planning on putting out the training for that early next week and hopefully offering that for free uh, to begin with, and then we'll start charging for it. But I am excited to have something to put out there. And like, it's officially on Amazon. It's officially a thing. And I'm excited to get my own copies, hopefully this week, so that I can see what they look like and what adjustments they want. we want to make to them. I will tell you, they may not be perfect. This is my first Amazon print job um, that I'm putting there, but I am excited to have it to start training on that process because it made such a difference for how I work and manage my days. And that was something that really overwhelmed me as an entrepreneur. It was always something that overwhelmed me as someone who worked in a pretty um, self-motivating, self-reliant job, right? Where that was one of the things. Self-motivated, works independently. It was still hard to manage and feel like I was winning because some weeks I would have a list of 100 things that I could never accomplish in a week, but I just keep carrying stuff over. And other weeks I would have two things. And I think this helps you to keep winning every day. And we know how important winning every day is. We know this. Okay, go ahead and ground yourself in your own greatness. Maybe you weren't producing assets on Amazon, but like, what are you doing that you feel great about? Not every day is a huge, big win, like doing something like that. Um, but every day you are great. And so it's important that you recognize yourself for it. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in today. Today was a little bit bananas and pajamas because I was running before I got on this podcast and recorded this podcast. And I was thinking about this weekend. Um, I got together with a group of my sister's friends because I certainly don't get together with my friends enough or possibly ever. Uh, <laughs> anyways, 
No, I do actually. Okay. So I was together with a group of my sister's friends and we were talking about our family ancestry and we brought up, okay, no, this is the actual chain of events. So the girls and I went to try out a new Mexican restaurant in a town that's about 10 minutes away from us. We tried it out. It was amazing. By the way, any place that has like a hole in the wall, I don't know. I can't even believe that it exists. It is so good. I recommend everyone go there. Maybe if they even just travel to Iowa specifically to go there, you should do it. It was amazing. And right by this restaurant, there was the Bremer County Museum. Right? Come on. I do love museums. I also love old buildings, old houses here for it. So we're touring this old building. We go up to the third floor. It's super creepy, by the way, the third floor. Everything else was moderately creepy, but the third floor was super creepy. So we go to the furthest room and we're in there and you could push these little buttons and they tell you about this room and what's all in it. And so it's telling us about this room. And that in this specific room that we're standing in, there was a murder. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, well, I was wondering why it was creepy. There was a murder. And so it talks about how this woman had murdered this man in this room. So then we go downstairs and we're talking to the uh, museum curator or just volunteer. I don't know. And she's telling us, I ask for a little bit more information about the murder because I found that really interesting. Like, what was this building that there would have been a murder here in this building? What was this building when that happened? So then she explained it. And then I went in and I'm like, you know, that's interesting because my um, great, great, great grandmother actually, maybe one more great in there, actually was one of the most famous murder cases in Bremer County, actually in Iowa at the time. And she's like, really? And then she says the name of my grandmother, Delilah Fails. And she says, that really is your grandma. Wow. Right. And I'm like, what a odd past and what an odd thing to like cling on to. Cause most people are like, yeah, oh my gosh, my grandpa, you know, he founded this town or did something amazing. And my claim to fame is that I had a, I don't, she wasn't self-described sociopath, but definitely in the articles that are written very lovingly about Delilah Thales is that she was a sociopath and had a flair for the dramatic and so we talked about it a little bit, you know, just how crazy that was that I was related to that person, whatever. We leave the Bremer County Fair. And then later that night, I go over to my sister's and one of the ladies that's at my sister's gathering is like, oh my gosh, I'm so into true crime prod- podcasts. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I was just talking to the Bremer County museum curator about how my grandmother was Delilah Fales and there, it was this big murder mystery. They're like, oh my gosh, tell me more about it. We have to know. So then I start pulling up articles. And if you actually search Delilah Fales, Waverly, Iowa, you can find these articles. And so this is the first time that I've read this article. And it it's from the penitentiary that she did her time for the murder. And, and they're talking about all because she only did 
about 20 years in prison, maybe less, for the murder of this person. And so she actually went on to live a life after that. And <laughs> it says some very unflattering things. But today when I was running, I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about, you know, like we all get to choose what we do with our gifts. Now, Delilah Fails, my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandmother, decided that hers would be used to con. Like, she was just a really bomb con woman. But it was because of her flail, flair for the dramatics. Like, come on, when I talked about how the squirrel dies, I'm just like, this, this was my great-great-great-great-grandmother. She was, the all of the stories that were written in the article that I read were like, she just basically, wherever she was, trouble followed her because she was always writing that story. She was always writing drama into her life. She had a flair for the dramatic. So anyways, I was thinking about that this morning when I was running and as I was talking and thinking about that in my head. And yes, sometimes I talk out loud when I'm running. And yes, certainly most people in the town that I live in, if they talk about me at all, certainly have all come to the agreement that I'm crazy. And I'm okay with that. Okay. I am the great, 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 great descendant of the drama queen of Bremer County. And so you should know that it's in my bloodline. I can't even, I can't even deny it. I just can't. Okay. Yep. I'm dramatic. Yep. Yep. I needed an outline, an outlet for that drama. Like I did. I do. It's a podcast. It's creating. It's doing all these things. It absolutely is. But guess what? That also means that I'm not a con woman and murderer. So I feel like this is a better choice. Right. And so I was thinking about that and how we we all just have this choice of of how we take our specific talents and apply them and mix them with what our passions are. Right. And like, think my grandmother could have probably been such an amazing like actress and in these days, like content producer, right? Because people who have a flair for the dramatic like that, take things that are seemingly small and make them this big, huge story, right? And so here's my extremely dramatic story coming from my run this morning. Flair for the dramatic. So I'm running, I'm thinking about Delilah, I'm thinking about how we had this story and how interesting it was that we just happened upon the Bremer County Museum. We just happened upon me asking more questions about the murder that took place up there. We just like, it just happened. And it's just weird. And I just happened to mention that my grandmother was Delilah Fails and the museum curator just happened to know exactly who that was and found that extremely interesting. And we had a little bit further conversation on that. And so as I'm thinking about this, I'm looking over the bridge in our town as I'm running. And every day I look over it and really there's nothing exciting there. But today, today, my good friends, today there was a, a heron, 
a heron? Yeah, a blue heron. And I'm like, wow, there is never anything in this water, which is always weird to me because I'm like, I just feel like I would have seen something by now. I run by this every day. Sometimes I bike by it. Sometimes I like I'm around this enough. I'm surprised that there are not animals. And now that I'm saying that I have seen animals one day when I was thinking about something else, I saw three deer for three fawn just oddly run wandering around and it's kind of in town so it's odd but anyways today I saw a heron so then of course I'm like oh, what is the spiritual meaning of that and I like to like recognize and really think about what I'm thinking about when I get that sign and so I'm like okay I'm thinking about Delilah and how we all have these gifts and we're supposed to find a beautiful way to bring them into the world, right? And it's unfortunate that Delilah, according to this article, just kind of had a bad shake at life, but like she was constantly trying to find, I feel like an outlet for her drama, like, come on. And she did because trust me, like some of the stories in this article, one time she was caught and they used a lot of quotations when it came to Delilah's stories because they feel like they felt like they were all made up or they were over dramatic for what they actually were but one of the stories was that she was attacked by a bull at her home but they thought that she had faked the attack so that she could get money from someone anyways I don't know but I find it all fascinating and amazing so when I saw this heron um, I came back and read this. Are you ready? A heron symbolize, symbolism is asking you to follow your path and not those of your peers. In other words, the heron meaning is asking you to find unconventional ways to be self-reliant and productive. Therefore, this bird suggests that no matter what the task, you can do it and do it well. Find ways to do the things you love in life and allow these things to pay you handsomely. And I was like, isn't that interesting? You know, and not that Delilah was my peer, but she is my blood. And so, like, we sometimes just cycle into those same cycles. And eventually, someone is supposed to heal it. And I won't say that I'm supposed to come back and and be the founding father of relinquishing the, the family legacy. Like, I don't know that that's my crown to wear, but someone in your bloodline somewhere is supposed to fix those traumas, right? Those generational curses. And I know for a fact that there is some sort of curse or pain that was put in my dad's family line just in tracing back through the ancestry and like where the abundance falls off something happened and I find that all very interesting because so many of us have these family stories and like our family stories are really effing crazy like okay so we have this flair for dramatics, Delilah fails. And then if you go even deeper down that same bloodline, <laughs> I 
<laughs> I can't even make any of this up. I have a one of my great millionth great grandfathers. The book, The Scarlet Letter, was based off of his life. And neither of these two things, right? The fact that I have a sociopath great 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 grandmother and I have a great 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 thousandth great grandfather who had the book, The Scarlet Letter, based off of his life, which means he's not exactly a character that anybody wants to be. But, like, the fact that, that those two things lie in the same bloodline just is crazy to me. And so many of us have so many interesting things if we just keep looking. And... So many of us have like these things that come in our bloodline that can tell us, right? Because there are always people that you relate to and it may have like skipped a couple generations, which like I have no doubt that if I took my drama, my manic behavior, my inability to control my emotions and my drama and expressed it, the same way that one of my great 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 grandmothers did, I have no doubt we could have gone down the same path. And when you don't have outlets for these types of things, it finds a way to be destructive instead of constructive. And that's what we see with my great 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 grandmother is like she had no outlet for that kind of behavior. She had no outlet for something that should be seen as a blessing, right? Being able to create and storytell and bring to life even crazy stories is a gift. But in her life, right, early on with having murdered someone by the time she was 18, um, in her life, it was just dubbed as a flair for the dramatic and that she was just the county crazy woman that trouble always followed her. And I think so often we are being crowned with this task to heal something from our past. And in order to do that, we have to know what it is, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, like having a grandfather who... <laughs> You know, obviously there was a lot of indiscretions in his past and there's a lot of crazy family drama within the stories of my bloodline. And, you know, having those things, those aren't things that you even want to bring up at a museum. Like, yeah, oh my gosh, you'd never believe this, but my grandmother was the most famous sociopath in Bremer County. She killed someone in cold blood. Like, come on. Nobody wants to own that past. But that is what it is. Like, that's my past. And that also means that I have ties to people who had incredible talents, likely, but just never found the right outlet. And so maybe... That's my job. And that definitely is my job when I think about how I'm raising my kids and how they'll raise their kids. It's like, did I take what I was given in this world? Did I find my own strengths and find a way to be abundant from those things? Or 
did I just suffer with them and bury them because that keeps going, right? That gets passed on to kids. That just starts muddying the water of everyone that comes after you. And I didn't want that knowing specifically with my second daughter, knowing that she would have similar talents and be seeking similar outlets. And I didn't want her to be raised like me, where I was really only given one acceptable outlet and that was sports. And then when that ended, I just felt manic with that like pent up energy and flair for the dramatic. And so that's my job right? Is to heal myself, is to find my strengths and create what I want to create that plays into that so that my next generation sees that as an example and they see that as an option. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, if you checked out our bonus episode this week, you heard from Katerina, and she was talking all about making your dreams of traveling and owning your own business happen. And that's a dream that I hear from so many people that they have. And so go ahead and head on over to Katerina's podcast, Creators Abroad, where she has conversations with people who actually do that for a living. They travel the world and they own their own businesses and they are working and abundant and creative and just like changing the world while living their dream life. So if you want to learn how to do that, her podcast is such a great resource for that. Make sure that you go check that out. You can find it anywhere podcasts are found at Creators Abroad. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Ness on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.